is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Today, I'm sharing a special story with you. Okay, well, every story I've shared is special in some way. So if they're all special, none of them are actually special. Okay, now I'm spiraling. Let me rephrase. The story I'm sharing today is the first story based on something that happened in real life. My real life. It's a story featuring our friend Humphrey the Squirrel. You may remember him from Humphrey Wants to Nap, one of my very favorite stories. This time, Humphrey's tree, his beloved tree that was thwacked by a wild human tiny person, falls down. And it's a lot like something that happened at my house. Let's listen and find out what happens in Humphrey's tree falls down. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Humphrey yawned a big yawn. Oh, that forced shut his right eye, laid down on his bed, and let out a sigh. Hmm. He rested his head on his lumpy twig pillow, closed his eyes as a breeze came through the window. Hmm, yes, he mumbled as he drifted towards slumber. His back stretched out on his bed made of lumber. Bedtime is the best part of the day. It was then that his tree began to sway. Humphrey opened one squirrely eye and saw out his window that his tree, his tree, was moving to and fro. It's the wind, Humphrey guessed, but he felt a knot in his gut. Then his pantry flew open and out rolled a nut. As the tree leaned, more nuts rolled out. A deluge of nuts fell and scattered about. Humphrey shot out of bed and grabbed for them all but his tree, his beloved tree. It started to fall. Humphrey clung to the wall in his falling tree and shouted, No! How can this be? It must have lasted an instant, but it felt like days as the tree fell and fell and fell sideways until it stopped. With the sounds of leaves mashing and tree bark cracking and branches crashing, but there was no great smack of tree hitting ground. In the cacophony, there was not that sound. Humphrey crept to his door and peeked out to see his beloved oak caught by a neighboring tree. His tree would have gone straight to the floor, but the other tree kept it from falling an inch more. 
So it hung there, suspended, its trunk at a pitch, with Humphrey peeking out, his nose beginning to twitch. It was then that he saw, as he glanced towards the ground, the house down below, and the people milling round. It's going to fall, one cried as she hugged a small person. Oh my, Humphrey thought, this crisis could worsen. We can't get a crane out here till tomorrow, Humphrey heard a person declare down below. Tomorrow, Humphrey fretted. Tomorrow's too late. This tree could fall any minute. This simply can't wait. So he hatched a plan. Right then, right there. That could, hopefully, perhaps maybe spare that house from having its roof crushed. But, Humphrey thought, this cannot be rushed. If I do this, my work must be flawless, first rate. One mistake and that house will be in a sorry state. So he took a deep breath and called, Kitty-ki, kitty-ki, and his owl friend Mo appeared at the tree. Whoa, Humphrey, what happened? Did a storm do this? No storm, no nothing. It just fell and very narrowly missed hitting that house down there. It would have if that tree hadn't caught it in midair. Look, we don't have much time, Mo. They aren't getting a crane out till tomorrow. And my tree, my tree, could fall now or in an hour. So I have to do everything in my power to keep my tree up until the crane gets it. I can't, I won't let that house get hit. Okay, okay, let's do it. What's the plan? Step one, Humphrey said. We go visit Dan. Dan was just waking up as they darkened his door. Raccoons are nocturnal, you know, and liable to snore till the sun goes down as it did just then. So Dan woke up, refreshed, in his cozy den. After hearing Humphrey's story, Dan gathered his tools and some rope, and they returned to the tree with a plan and some hope. They worked all night, climbing and flying around, to tie Humphrey's tree to the other so it wouldn't fall to the ground. In the morning, from a safe perch, Humphrey, Dan, and Moe watched as a giant crane showed up down below. The crane reached out its arm and, without missing a beat, grasped the tree and maneuvered it down to the street. The humans cheered. Crisis averted, one cried. Humphrey cheered too, but felt a sad feeling inside as he watched his tree chopped into wood and when he saw the flat stump where his tree once stood. Later, Humphrey and Moe walked through to find all of Humphrey's stuff. And after finding most of it, Humphrey stopped, saying, Enough. I don't want to remember. I don't want to think back. So I'll sit here and sort things and fold up and pack it all up in boxes to be taken away. So I never think back to that terrible day. So Mo helped him and sorted and packed up it all. 
till they stood looking up at a mound so tall that it towered above them, Humphrey's life in a heap. Moe sighed, exhausted. Humphrey, there's nothing to keep? Not those rocks you collected with your cousin Vern? Not these socks your sister crocheted from a fern? Not this photo of you your first day in this tree? The day you met all the neighbors, including me? Humphrey looked up at the sky, at the clouds drifting by, with a question, one question lingering. Why? Why did this happen? And why to his tree? And how could he go back to being carefree when he knew bad things could happen and trees could fall? So he said, I don't want those things. I don't want them at all. Mo had his cousin haul it all away, so Humphrey wouldn't have to think about that terrible day. But memory doesn't quite work that way. Humphrey spent the next few weeks touring available trees, staying with friends and at various Airbnbs. He tried to forget the day his tree fell, but over time, he felt an urge to tell and retell the story of his tree, of clinging to the wall as his tree tipped and began to fall, the story of helping his tree stay aloft until an enormous crane gave it a very soft landing on the ground where it was cut into wood, the story of that flat stump where his tree once stood. Somehow, in telling his story to friends old and new, who then shared stories of struggles they'd been through, the hurt in Humphrey's heart slowly began to break apart. And on the day when Humphrey finally moved into a new tree, Mo came to help him, then called, Kitty Kitty Moe's cousin showed up with a wagon full of Humphrey's stuff and began dumping it out until Humphrey said, Enough! Moe, he said, I thought you had this taken away. Moe shrugged. I thought maybe you'd want it someday. Humphrey smiled. You were right. You're a good friend. I guess I do want to keep it. I guess I do want to remember in the end. Mo is such a good friend, isn't he? It's a rare thing to have a friend who knows you that well. If you have a friend like that, give them a hug next time you see them. Tiny people, in this story, Humphrey learned that sometimes bad things can happen. Trees can fall. And when a tree fell at my house, just like Humphrey's tree, it was scary. I like to imagine that there was a little squirrel way up high in the tree trying to protect our house. If you'd like to see a picture of the tree almost falling on my house, 
I'll be posting it on Facebook and Instagram. Special thanks today go to Sophie the Sand Crab. I was working on this story at the beach while I was on vacation, and I hit up against some writer's block. So I went down near the water to watch the tide go out. I looked down, and I saw Sophie emerge from the wet sand. She skittered around a bit, gave me a little wave, and then disappeared back into the sand. It was so cool. Soon, I was able to go back and finish the story. It reminded me it's okay to take breaks. Sometimes they help your brain get where it needs to go. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, produced, and performed by me, Rhea Pector. If your family enjoys the show, make sure to tell a friend. Whether it's in person, at a playgroup, an email to a group of friends, or share on social media, it makes a huge difference. Also, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts formerly iTunes. Reviews enable more families to find the show. And they also totally make my day. Do not miss out on having your tiny people's names appear in the upcoming picture book. I already have a growing list of names to include. Feel free to list multiple names, your kids, grandkids, nieces and nephews who may not even be listening to podcasts yet, but probably will in a couple of years. And when they look at the book, they'll be wondering, where is my name? I'm going to use my son's favorite made-up adverb of the moment right now. It's going to be absolutely adorable. Don't miss out. Go to www littlestoriestinypeople.com and sign up for the email newsletter to be included. I'll be back in two weeks with a new story to share. 